Hey, coaches, welcome to Championship Culture. Got a special guest, a guy I've been trying to get on here for a long time, and he he won Coach of the Year this year, so he, he finally uh, agreed to come on. Barrett Sloan is the head football coach at Lakewood High School. He is a uh, an excellent football coach and and uh, and also an excellent guy. But he, uh, I, I voted for uh, for Barrett for Coach of the Year because he he did one of the best uh, raising a team from the dead that I've ever seen. He he lost his starting. He has a stud quarterback. Lost him. Was it the first or the second game that you lost him, Barrett? First game. First game. Uh, and it was a, one of those dumb ones where he's just, he was a tough kid and he, he came in and hit somebody and just a fluke deal towards ACL. So his team, obviously I, I couldn't, my team couldn't survive what you did. So they're down for the count. They go down for the eight count and somehow Barrett and his assistant coaches and his seniors, they rise them from the dead end up, uh, they, they, uh, got lucky and hopped it. No, they did. They whipped our tails. <laughs> They they, uh, they came on strong, had a fantastic finish, played for the championship, for the conference championship, and and really uh, was, was inches away from winning the dang thing. And uh, and all after, you know, being counted out dead, uh, you know, probably third, fourth game of the year, you know, they had been written off, but Barrett never gave up on them. And, and I want to hear – uh at the end here tell us what you did you know how did you how did you keep that alive help keep hope alive and bring them back to life but uh barrett uh super excited to have you on here man and uh can you start out uh give us your one minute elevator introduction yeah man thanks joe i appreciate that my name is barrett sloan like coach south said i'm head football coach at lakewood high school this was my fourth year there um, I have my father helps me coach. That's a big deal to me. Um, he's Tommy Sloan. He coached for countless years in the at Midway, and then he helped me. At, he's helped me at Lakewood ever since. Um, my mom's June Sloan, and uh, I have a wife named Allison. Uh, she's the backbone to what I do, and uh, I got a dog at home named Bo. And I, I tell you that there's a short reason I tell you that at the end, but that, that's what I got, man. Well, and uh, and talk about your dad a little bit. Uh, Tommy Sloan is a legendary North Carolina coach. So uh, Barrett's one of those lucky guys that uh, he grew up uh, coaching football from the time he was uh, three. So can you talk about your dad a little bit? Won a state championship, legendary coach in North Carolina. Yeah, um, you know that's one. I'm very proud about my dad. I'm very proud of him. Very proud to be his son. Um, you know, you can say whatever you want about me. Just don't talk about dad. That's what I, that's what I tell people. No, but in all honesty, that, you know, dad, what, what people I, I, I admire the most about dad is he's not a big X's and O's guy. He's not a big, you know, we're going to run this or we're going to run that. But he's a, he's a guy that's very meticulous, very, uh, we're going to do the right things. We're going to do the little things no matter what we do. And uh, picking up from him, Doing that, I've really learned a lot um, doing that. And, and, and you know, it's, it's crazy in my area where I can't even go to the grocery store and without somebody saying, hey, how's your daddy? Or, hey, you know, and, and it makes me feel good that he made that impact on people's life. And I, I believe that's what led me to uh, doing what I'm doing. Well, I've got two quick good stories for you. One is, you know, I never got to coach against your dad. I, when, I, when I played Midway, 
there was someone else there, you know, your dad was there, came back and then, and then retired for good. But so when people talk about coach Sloan, I'm always thinking about you, but they're always talking about him. So, so I always, you know, when they're like, Oh yeah, I know coach Sloan. And then I'll realize they're talking about your dad after we start having a conversation. But, uh, but probably one you'll be more proud of is the first year we played you guys. The first we came in, I came to Hopton, you came to Lakewood same time. And uh, my D coordinator was Steve Mallard, who, who's also a legend in North Carolina. And uh, he was looking at, he was looking at, we're getting ready to play and he's looking at tape and he's saying that old line's getting better and better. That's, that's Tommy Sloan over there coaching them. They're getting better and better. So he knew by the time we hit you guys, they were going to be, they were going to be tough. And of course you were, you, I think you ended up murdering us that year. So, yeah. so obviously very well respected uh, your dad and you now. Coach of the year, very well respected. All right, so uh, number two, how do you define culture in your program? All right, so we define culture um, as a group of young men working together uh, to achieve a common goal. Um, that's that's a, that's our definition of culture. Um, but it's funny uh, that is the verb. So we we also use that same definition uh, as family. So what is a family? What is culture? It's interchangeable. One's just a noun and one's just a verb. How, how often and how uh, on purpose are you when it comes to culture? Uh, not as often as I should be. Uh, you know, we, we have our, da our daily talks. Uh, we talk about our daily, uh, our daily things where, you know, our daily words, key, key points on Monday is a mental toughness. Tuesday's leadership, Wednesday's work ethic. Thursday, our, my, I, I let my coaches come up with some of them, man. And um, first couple of years, we, we really lacked what we call focus on thir on Thursdays. Um, so my defense coordinator was like, man, we got to do focus on Thursdays. That is the uh, the key. That is what we, we need to do because, you know, we line up in a two instead of a three or, or something like that on an on a extra point block or a punt block, and they fake it. Um, and, it, and it really come back to bite us in the end because we really didn't do a lot of the, the culture stuff that my first year. Um, and we ended up losing the first round of playoff game because we couldn't line up right against their punt team. And it was because on Thursday at practice, you know, our kids at the time, they thought they were good enough to just show up and play. And we found out that, you know, we won't because of the little things like that. So we used focus and then family – is what we talk about on Friday. We talk about that at the meal. We talk about that when we pray, walk through. Um, you know, like I said, it, we use the same definition as family as we do culture. Um, but one is just a noun and one is just a verb. Good, good deal. I, I probably jumped the gun on you. So, you know, question number three was, what are the three best things you do to build culture in your program? And, and I probably pushed you there too quick. So can you uh, – was that one of them was your, your words for the – each yeah, that, that was uh, that's one of them. I got, like I said, I got three. Uh, I'll go ahead and talk about that one. We do have those words, you know, that we talk about every day, and we ask we ask kids what this means to them, and and apply that to them, and you know, kind of like what you do. But uh, one thing that we did this year that I really like, and I wish I could get more of, is we had a couple guys come out and speak to our kids about that topic. Um, coach James Lewis, you know, he's our, he, I got the utmost respect for coach. He come and, and talked to our kids about mental toughness. And he come and told the story about Ronnie Mills one day, and he was so fired up. 
telling that story. And our kids were just in awe and just loving to see those guys pour into them. You know, I love getting teachers in the building. Um, we got some teachers that have worked from, you know, they started as a custodian and now they have master's degrees. And I've asked them all to come and just talk about work ethic and talk, you know, so I try to get somebody as often as I can. Um, that way I'm including the staff and the school. I'm including, you know, I, I don't want this football team to be, it's, it's Lakewood High School's football team. So I want our community to, to you know, be a part of the culture. Um, the next thing, the, the biggest thing we do is something I took away from you guys actually on here. We did like a summer points challenge. Um, I, 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 we took eight kids, we made teams. Um, and we did points, and we give them points for grades, points for everything. They competed all summer long. And what happened was at the end of the year, I took those eight guys, and I took them, and I, I named them – I named the ones that won captains. And um, I went on Amazon, and I bought the little seed packages that you see in the NFL, and I, and I sewed the ones on – on the guys that were captains. So we had four teams of two. Um, Trey and Colin were our winners. Their team was the winners. So they they were able to be captains at home and away. Those were our captains for the home games and the away games. And we had two more captains. So our second place team um, was Ramon and um, – can't remember off the top of my head, but I gave them the option. Did they want to split or did they want to be captains on at home, captains away? Um, they chose home. And then the other one was, I think it was Cooper and David, and they were captains away. And the last place guys won't captains at all. So that's kind of how we did that. Um, I thought it worked out pretty good. And the last thing that we do to build culture, and I know this is kind of, you know, cliche or whatever, but I just challenge my coaches to get to know our kids, you know, and challenge our kids. Um, we do different things. Um, the first one that I wrote down is I like to go out there while my quarterback, my varsity quarterback's taking snaps pre-practice or whatever or, or whatever I want him working on that day. I take those JV quarterbacks and I go – we go and play what we call horse. Uh, we just – it's just like basketball horse. You pick a receiver, I pick a receiver. You name a route, we throw the route, you make it – you know, we, we play horse um, and just challenge the kids, get to know them like that. Uh, I challenge them in the weight room with each other. Like I, they'll say, Coach Sloan, we want, you know, we're doing this today, X, Y, Z. And, uh, you know, I'll challenge, hey, I can do X better than you can or whatever it is. You know, you can't coach Sloan. So um, I like to challenge them and get to know them. You know, we, we also give them – Nicknames and, and, and just getting like I said, getting to know them. I got a funny story real quick. I got on, on this one. We got a kid on the team. Um, he's a sophomore. He he's uh he was on the extra point team. He got better as the year went along. He's a good old country boy and we love him to death. His name uh we call him carburetor. And there we were I was out there painting the field one day. It was uh Thursday afternoon and the paint machine wouldn't work. Wouldn't work, wouldn't work. He come out there and he's, he's he got a real long, dragged out voice. Coach Long, I believe your carburetor's messed up. I said, Derek, you think so? He said, yeah. I said, well, can you get it fixed? And he said, give me 20 minutes. I'll have it running like she's new. In 20 minutes, she, he had it running. He, 
I was out there painting lines till about eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. And he was out there windy talking about, yes, sir, it's purring like a kitten now. So we call him carburetor and um you know he's a valuable player on the team, isn't he? Absolutely, absolutely. We love him. Um and two more little things we do. And this is dad. This was dad's thing. This was this was dad brought this, and, and I absolutely love it. Um, if there's a, a football player at that school, um, and we ask them what's going on, they better say Lakewood Leopards. You know, it's not nothing, not this, not that. It's hey, the Lakewood Leopards. And and our kids, we we got where if they don't answer that right, they're doing five push-ups in the hallway. I mean, they they're just. They get each other, and they love to get me. They always ask me uh, what's going on, and I say, you ain't going to get me today, you know. And uh, the last thing, we, you know, we've had this up our sleeve for a while. We just have never had an opportunity to do it. Um, you know, at Lakewood, we want to play for games that, that are important. Uh, we want to play for conference championships, county championships, you know, big time games. And we, we took a, a, a page out of Clemson's book. And, you know, when Clemson plays for championships, they wear orange pants. Um, I had a buddy that played at NC State. He told me that they were out there warming up some team. I think it was Carolina or somebody lost. And all Clemson had to do was win to win the ACC. And that they after they went in and stretched, they put on orange pants. He said, and they proceeded to tote and tail whooping. So, this year, I brought out some of them old – I mean, them pants were older than I were. They were gold pants. And we we wear gold pants for conference championship games and conference, county championship games and, and stuff like that. And, and, it, and it built pride, built a sense of culture, I felt like, in our locker room. Um, you know, our kids said the whole week, we wear gold pants because we're champs. We wear gold pants because we're champs. And uh, our kids really bought into that and – I mean, I don't want to say that we wore gold pants and give Rosewood a run for their money, but if we're in that boat again, we're going to be wearing gold pants. So um, that that's just a couple of things we do. I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal all those, man. That's good stuff. Uh, question number four, and I know uh, we're not going to let your uh, boyish good looks throw us off here. Your your coach of the year. And uh, you raised that team from the dead with your leadership. So the million-dollar question is, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? Two things. You know, I really, I really thought about this a lot. And the first one is uh, you, you can't save every kid. You can't save every kid. You know, I tried when I got to Lakewood. I, I wanted every kid to play, and I still do. And I'm going to try to try the same thing to get every kid – but at the end of the day, I can't, you know, I can't give them. And I've got – I had to learn the difference between treating them fair and treating them equal. Um, that's, excuse me. That's one thing that I had to learn. Um, I wish I could go back and I knew that at the beginning. And the next biggest one was trust your coaches. Um, you know, give them responsibilities. When I first took the job, man, I wanted to – call offense, call, call special teams, paint the field, cut the field, have practice ready, get the practice schedule out. I mean, you name it. I wanted to do it. Um, you know, so I've, I've let a couple things go, man. I like kickoff team. Don't nobody want to be the kickoff team coach. Don't nobody. I mean, because that's, that's where it makes or breaks. 
But um, Coach Bass has stepped up. He does an excellent job. He takes a lot of pride in that, and we really appreciate him doing that. Um, conditioning, two days a week, I don't even worry about conditioning. My defensive coordinator handles our conditioning. He knows that I want, you know, I want to do pursuit on Tuesdays and uh, what we call wetsuit takeaway drill on Wednesday. Um, so we, you know, I give those to them guys. At first, like I said, I was, you know, tight as a tick. And that might be why I was 25 getting gray hair. But, um, you know, I, I, I say trust your coaches and you can't save them all. That's, uh, that's spoken like a veteran right there, man. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, brother. Last one. Contact information and and anything you want to promote. Now you kind of gave me a sneak peek on this. Uh, what you want to promote thing? I thought it sounded really good. Yeah, um, my Twitter is Coach Sloan Eleven. Um, you can follow me there. My email you can give me at wsloan at sampson.k12.nc.us or Coach Sloan Eleven at gmail.com. Um, and two things I want to share. First thing, man, is the 1A football coaches, you know, I shout those guys out. You, you, it's hard to be a 1A football coach when people, you know, they think that laundry magically stacks itself and, you know, the, 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 you know, the lines magically stay there and, and stuff like that and the grass gets cut, you know. So when you got a small school, you know, shout out to those guys. I just want to give a shout out to the, to the coaches that, that go in and grind every day and, you know, don't have all the coaches on staff in the world that work their tails off. So, you know, shouting those guys out. And the last thing, I, I, I mentioned my dog earlier. Um, I was at a clinic with James Lewis probably two or three years ago. We were in Greensboro, and it was the best advice I've ever gotten about football coaching. I'm sitting there, and this guy's giving this long presentation. I think it was on the inside zone. He said at the end of it, he said, guys, whatever you take from this, get you a dog. I said, I said okay, he's perked my interest now. So I said, what, why, why get a dog? He said, because when you win 50 to nothing or you lose 50 to nothing, when, that, when you get home, he's still going to love you just as good. And, you know, in good years and bad years, I've, I've come to learn he's right. So I, get you a dog, fellas. Get you a dog. Amen, brother. Yeah, man. That's good. That's good. Uh, what do you? Oh, uh, I don't know if I've told this one before, but you, you just reminded me on your, uh, you know, the single A coaches got to do everything. My first year as a high school coach, I was the head coach. I came from, I was a GA at Valdosta State, and then I, I'm the head football coach at Dooley County. <laughs> And, you know, we, we didn't do anything in college. You don't do any of that. You don't paint any lines. You don't do any laundry. All that stuff's magic. You know, that happens. You know, they, they got a, a, a crew of people that does that. So we're out there the very first Thursday night. We got to lay lines down. We've never – and I, I hired – like I brought two GAs with me, so there's three GAs on this, <laughs> and then I got two young guys. They're they're out of college. They've never they've never done it. You know, we're all these rookie guys out there, and we're trying to lay down a high school football field the night before the game, and we're out there. You know, you know all the stuff. So we get done, and we got. I mean, it looks like a damn maze i mean it's it's not even close so so i we're, we're and of course it took us you know four or five hours to do it because we had no idea what we were doing 
and uh, we get done, and I I look at it, I know it's screwed up, and I, and I said, ah, heck, no one will even be able to tell, and, and I, that, those words just came out of my mouth, and here comes an old guy who's been on the chain crew for like 30 years, he's walking across the field, and we're looking at him, he gets up to us, he says, you boys effed this one up, didn't you? <laughs> so, you know, immediately <laughs> we had screwed up. <laughs> it was the best. You know, we had never, we didn't have our dad teach us when we were in middle school out of line of dang football fields. And we were in a big mess. <laughs> so the superintendent, it was a one, it was a one high school county. So the superintendent, after that, <laughs> he made the maintenance crew come out and paint the field for us. <laughs> it was so bad he couldn't, he couldn't take it. <laughs> So, so that was my that was my experience first first game ever in high school. Yeah, <laughs> and I was also first time in a I was a social studies teacher, so I was learning that one on the go too. All right, brother, you did fantastic. Got you got any any uh, last comments? Uh just you know, you asked me about what how we did what we did there at the oh, end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad you remember. I, I was uh, you know. Shout out to my assistant coaches and my my seniors. Um, they really took it on. Um, you know, I was stressed out. We had a lot of injuries throughout the year, not just Colin. Um, you know, Colin's an excellent football player. But we also had some good kids go down, um, you know. And we, when we get those kids back in the lineup, it, it, it made a difference. But um, they just believed, man. Um, these kids were, were the freshmen when we came – when. Our, my staff came into Lakewood, um, and you know they were, they really believed in what what we preached and put their nose to the grindstone every day, and and uh, I appreciate them for that. Um, so it, it wasn't no magic formula. We just we just kept going and kept believing in what we were doing, and good things happened to us. When when was the game? What was the game that you won? That kind of or, or when was the turning point where you said, "All right, we're going to be okay." What, right. what was that point? Um, when we played West Columbus, they were a really good football team, I felt like. But we turned the ball over four or five times in crucial situations where we didn't need to. And we kind of felt like, you know, we're going to be okay if we can figure it out. And then the next week was Wake Christian. Um, same thing. We were, we were inches away. We were getting there. Um, the motion was what screwed us up. But we got some kids back healthy. And then when we were playing, we played North Duplin. That was when we kind of, you know, we, 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 we just, it just, we just clicked for us. Um, kids started doing things that they were, they were supposed to do all year long. Uh, we got, like I said, we got kids healthy for the first time all year long. Um, you know, Zamir played quarterback this year, and I can't tell you enough about how he did. He, I mean, he didn't take a quarterback rep all summer because we were going to play him at receiver. And we had two freshman kids that were going back calling up, and um, that just didn't seem to work out. And he came in and, and did an excellent job. But I knew it was going to take him some games under his belt before um, he was going to, we were going to be able to succeed. But um, he really came on strong and uh, right there at the end. and once we figured out, you know, what to do with him and everything, we kind of 
got better. And we were so young on defense, Joe. I mean, we played – we started four freshmen and two sophomores. So, they once they, you know, got out of that baby phase, they started playing some ball. We just got better, man. Well, I, uh, you know, of course, the uh, – what, what people watching don't realize is that means – you started clicking literally the week before you played me. <laughs> you re- and you freight trained me. <laughs> yeah, I, it wasn't no freight train. It was, you know, I don't uh, It was, uh, you know, a couple good things that happened to us there. The ball bounced our way a couple of times and it didn't bounce yours. Uh-huh. So, um, so I right. got you know, that was that was all that game was. Now, now when we played you in the playoffs, now that was a real one. Well, I, I I hate to you know I try to be I tend to be overly optimistic, uh, and I and I try to I sell the kids on being uh, you know positive about it. But I could tell when we were watching you guys against North Duplin, I knew I was like mm, these guys they're starting to click. <laughs> and then you rolled in there at our place and you did you freight trained us. So uh, that was. Uh, so I, I was seeing it right. I just didn't want to admit it because I, I had that feeling. I was like, mm, they're starting to click. They're starting to look good. And then you, you really, I, I really thought, well, heck, the next two weeks. So you had a week off after us, and then you right. played for the conference. Right. So, I mean, that that span of those four weeks there, you guys were just getting better every single day, and that's uh, so it it showed. So heck of a job, man. I like I said, I voted for you. I thought. I thought it was one of the best leadership jobs I've ever seen because I really did think you were down and out. I, I know you took the eight count there. I didn't realize that you guys – it's tough when you're going through that losing streak to take the positives out of, a, out of an L. And I, thought, I thought your kids – you know, I thought they were on the ropes taking the eight count. It's good that you – now, when it was happening, were you taking the positives out of it? When you, when you were taking them L's, were you still feeling like, oh, we're this close? Well, it – Depending on who we were playing, <laughs> um, playing Pender, no, they were they were you know you they, they, were good. they were really good, yeah. you know the West Carolina. They're still in the playoffs, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and I, I would be surprised if they, uh, you know, I think they're gonna make a good little run. They got two defensive linemen. That's the real deal. Um, but like I said, the West Columbus game, everybody. You know, we didn't have Trey. We didn't have David. Our, our, we found out at the day of the West Columbus game, my guard called me. He said, Coach, um, I took a PCR test because I had a runny nose. They told me to stay home to Monday. So, we had to put our tackle at guard, you know, stuff like that happened. All <laughs> our kids, you know, that was the game that I felt like, all right, we got – we're, we're going to be all right. And then the next game was Wake Christian. And, you know, the ball didn't bounce our way there either. Um, but I, I I felt like after that West Columbus game, I said, okay, we, we got a little something. So. Well, that, that was that was straight leadership. And I I, I, I couldn't have been more proud of you. And I, I thought you deserved being coach of the year just because, you know, uh, it's easy to do that stuff from the stands. But uh, when you're when you're in the thick of it and. And uh, and you got kids calling up the day of the game saying they got to they had to take a test. I mean, I yeah. we had one of those too. So, uh, but fantastic job, man! And you've done a great job at Lakewood. And uh, 
And unfortunately for me, you got you got them all coming back next year, including you got your quarterback who was hurt this year coming back. So you're going to be tough as nails next year too. And uh, and I don't like that part of it, but uh, but <laughs> well, I yeah. like you. And I, and you're I, not going to be no rollover either now. You be pretty good again too now. Uh, I think we're going to be okay, but you guys are going to be tough. All right, brother. Well, you did a fantastic job. This will be on this Saturday. So, uh, so it'll be out on the podcast and on YouTube and, uh, great job, man. Congratulations on coach of the year. You definitely deserved it. Uh, and great leadership there and, and great job leading that program. And, uh, and I hope you win every game, but one next year. <laughs> hey, that's right. I hope you go 15. What is it? 15 and two. <laughs> All right, great All right. job, man. Thank you. Give me a